0: Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Many of you have been faithful listeners and givers for the eight awesome years of this podcast, and we so appreciate you. We're taking a little break in order to redesign our podcast. In the meantime, we're putting up some of our favorite most listened to episodes. We hope they encourage you to apply grace to your daily life. This episode is from our Cure and Parent series. Listen in. Welcome to the True Face Podcast. morning. Yeah, we are here. We've got Bill and we've got Brittany and, uh, Bruce is in Los Angeles, as is John today. But yesterday, Bruce got to sit in on a roundtable discussion that's being filmed for the Heart of Man movie. And they're doing these, uh, follow on curriculum or, um, some might call it collateral of, um, after you watch the movie, what kind of discussions can you have based upon that and that movie's coming out in may and so we're just starting this process of getting this uh, kind of a, a really inclusive set of people from across uh, denominations from across um, ways of thinking about jesus to come in and talk about the heart of man and and that movie and so Bruce was there yesterday and uh, he looked really cool i think they got some wardrobe on him he uh, he, he usually is going with a flannel. He had a leather jacket on, Bill.
1: Whoa. I really hope he comes back with that. I really Whoa, hope he does did he too. get that?
0: I don't know, but he looked he looks snazzy. Whoa, There's picture that's evidence. Yeah. So if you go on our Instagram or our Twitter, then you should you should see that. That's that's now, pretty. Now fun. John
2: Boy's doing it today.
1: Yeah. No, we can't wait to see what he's going to be
0: in a uh, like a Star Spangled David Bowie shirt. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. He's going to be bedazzled. <laughs> um, and then our our uh, good buddy, Jeremy Affelt, going to be there as well. Wow. Yeah, so he and John and then a, a couple other uh, guys today um, are going to be talking about that. So it's exciting. It's
2: very exciting. It's a great privilege and opportunity for our
0: brothers and it, our ministry. It, it, really, it is. really is. This
2: is a film... That is very, very, very much worth everything we can give it.
0: And it's important to note that very intentionally, the name of the movie got changed from the hearts of men to the heart of man, because it is an inclusive story, not just for men, but for women, for, yeah. for all people, because this isn't just about an issue that men face. Amen. Uh, and so keep looking for that. Unearthed Projects is doing it. Jason Payne, a good friend of ours. And uh, we get to do a screening of that for some baseball players who are down for spring training soon. So lots of exciting things. But please pray for that. Pray that it would have impact and that, um, I don't know, whatever you want to pray about it. But we, we need some help on that front. So amen. we're Thank still rolling you. along in The Cure and Parents.
2: Yeah, well, rolling may be an exaggeration. We're, we're moving along. Uh-huh. Rolling well, ro- rolling implies a lot of motion. Uh-huh.
0: Meandering. <laughs> may... Brittany said dawdling.
2: Dawdling. And yeah. that
0: works better for parenting. Okay. Because really, it makes you think of a little child whose head is a little too big. <laughs> and <it's> just like... <laughs> rip, 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 rip.
2: Doesn't make me think of that, David, but yeah. I appreciate no, that picture.
1: If that's what it makes you think of, that's If you only
0: knew what happens in this mind, you'd, you'd run away screaming, for sure. <laughs> um, Brittany, you're going to read for us so that yeah. we can... We're going to be on page 42, if you're following along in your book. Amen. Um,
1: all right. And we're going to jump around a little bit. So so our confidence to mature is placed squarely in trust of our new identity in Jesus. This does not mean we don't fail. Like a lanky junior high kid who doesn't know what to do with a growth spurt, we are, for quite some time, clumsy and odd feeling in this new reality. Doddling. <laughs> we will fail often. But in the end, we get to trust who God has made us, and it will actually eventually start to wonderfully change our behaviors. We will love more and sin less. That deserves a repeat. We will love more and sin less. Because we are depending upon this Christ-in-us reality. This means I never define myself any longer as a loser or a failure. I no longer get to give myself permission to fail because, well, that's how it's always been. I always mess up eventually. Living out of your new identity may change what you read and which preachers you listen to. (laughs) You may become more discerning and careful to see which methodology they're emphasizing and their motive behind it. You can begin to listen for it in your own thinking and verbal approach to parenting your own kids. Yes, of course we mature in that righteousness. We continually discover more how to live in that righteousness. But it's all there in us right now. All of it. Do you know what would change if you and I believed that? Absolutely everything. Mm. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Galatians 2.20 Put on the new self, which is the likeness of God, has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Ephesians 4.24 There is a world of difference in seeing your children as saved sinners or as young, maturing saints. Once you are vitally convinced of that, it allows you to appeal to a new place to affect behavior change. It allows you to teach them who they really are. At the core, your believing children want to do right. And once they trust his new life in them as their resource, they will inevitably and invariably grow to love more and sin less. Let that sink in for a minute or Mm 2
2: I know as you're reading, many in the audience are asking the question, what if my children aren't Christians? We'll get to that another time. Sure. This morning, we really want to emphasize this reality. What if my children at a young age do, in fact, come to Christ? Mm -hmm. How do I view them as a parent?
0: Well, Bill, this says... Who loved me and gave Himself up for me, yes. right? So, so that whole loved part, that whole love phenomenon, and Him wanting to re- us to receive it. Talk to us about your thoughts on if that's true. What is what is the impact on how we see God's timing for our maturity?
2: Mm. Well, that's a great question, David, and it's it's actually let's think about it for us in the context of how we see it for our kids, right. Because that's going to be where most of our listeners are concerned. And and the reality is this, that when we sin, we are theologically prone to believe that that's our identity. Right. And that is not true. And so we have this axiom. If as a Christian, I work on my sin to become godly— I will neither will ever be reality. <laughs> My sin will ever be worked on, and it does lead to godliness. So so in reality, God's timing in his love is that nothing we do is out of step with his ability to love us through it. Nothing we do. Again, many people believe as a Christian their sin separates them from God. That that's and therefore they have to do something about their sin to get back to God. That's all a theology that keeps us bound in a perspective of how I see who I am, and and God's love is such that He's providing me a way to trust Him with me. To yeah. trust God with me. I, I, I gee, right now I'm in the middle of a lengthy time with a with a couple, and that was part of our language yesterday. Trusting God with me. So
0: what we're saying here in on page 43 is an application of that. If you see yourself as a loser, if you see yourself as a failure, then what you're doing is you're choosing to not trust God's view of you. And absolutely. you're choosing to trust your behavior or Except, your choices that are exactly. stronger than what he says is true about you because the Holy Spirit is in you. Is that Amen. true?
2: That's, that's absolutely true, David. And and our our reality is this. Whew is it possible for me to trust God with me to the point where I can live out of who he says I am? And so yesterday the question was, the person brought it up, he can trust God for his justification, mm-hmm. but he can't trust God with his life. I, it was like, amen, because that's where most Christians live. They know they're saved, just, justified, but they would never ever be able to trust God with their life because they they make this mistake. We we. We address it here. We address it a lot in all of our literature. How do I see me? If I, as a Christian parent, still see myself as a sinner, striving to become godly, that's where I'm going to see my kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be convinced that if I help them with their sin, which is to, in fact, make them behave better, that somehow I'm teaching them godliness. No, I'm not.
0: Well, when we talk about that, the word that comes to mind is fear. Many parents parent out of fear, absolutely, because they're afraid that if their children don't stop sinning, that they won't get to mature. So,
2: how
0: how does what we're saying, how does this theology actually apply to not living out of fear, but living out of freedom?
2: Ah, David, you keep hitting core issues with your questions this morning, and it's like this: Um, Do I really believe? That God made me really new, not partially new. Probably no. Exactly. And because I struggle with that, I am afraid. Here's the word of fear. I'm still not enough. My children are still not good enough. We have to work harder becoming better. And that fear will always rob me of freedom. This amazing thing about freedom, when he talks about it in Galatians, he's Mm -hmm. not talking about a freedom from something. He's not talking about a freedom from sin. He's Mm -hmm. talking about a freedom to something. I am free to be free. What what if I could trust God with me to where when I know that I have this ability to sin, instead of hiding from you because I do, I tell you what's true about me, so Mm -hmm. I won't. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, that's freedom. My fear is that you are measuring me as a Christian by my behavior. And my fear is you're measuring my children by their behavior.
0: Well, that is happening.
2: <laughs> exactly. And so so that fear just keeps me, just keeps me in the bondage yeah. of not being enough.
0: Right.
2: So I, so I, I say to you, me, all, everybody that I get to work with, look, it's no great mystery. Mm-hmm. God says, that I am a new creation with yeah. flesh. That's, that's the reality <laughs> of it. Yeah. And that's 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 the biblical reality of who I am. Right. So the question is, well, let's prove that we are godly by sinning less. No. Let's prove that we are godly by loving more. What do our children need most from us? A parent they can trust. So they could be loved by us, so they become lovers of others. Okay,
0: so, so all of that makes me think about this. You deal with a lot of people who have a, who have high capacity, at least for task or at least yes. for, uh, they're, they're smart or, and there's a lot of you out there who would describe yourself that way. Um, even if you have some angst about life or some depression going on, when push comes to shove, you get things done. What, what about high capacity makes it so difficult to believe? what we we're just talking about
2: um sometimes i think david uh that that people with high capacity are sometimes are even judged for having it but secondly mm-hmm. in having it they see it as a way they can do so much mm-hmm. they also see it therefore as the way to deal with what's wrong with them
0: and therefore you're their children
2: e- exactly so that their capacity becomes their tool Instead of their trust. Mm-hmm. And when my capacity becomes my tool instead of my trust, I lack humility. And mm-hmm. when I lack humility, no matter how much capacity I have, I will always dysfunction
0: relationally. Or, or how much biblical truth I have. Exactly. I just become, you know, even harder on those around me to ever live up to what I could never live up exactly. to anyways. Exactly. So that's a fun place to grow up.
2: No, it's not. And believe me, it's not. I, I deal with the result of that too yeah. much. but. And, and all that's
0: out of fear too, right? Again, Absolutely. back to that core issue of fear that I am not enough.
2: Yeah. And, and how many stories, we don't have any time this morning, but how many stories can we tell? Uh, too many. Of, 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 of a major misunderstanding theologically. Yeah. And, and that the reality is this. Do I believe that I am in fact who God says I am today? Is my righteousness and my holiness and my blameless, something's going to happen to me someday, or has it already happened in me? If it's already happened in me, how do I live in it?
0: And the better question for today, applying to what we're saying, if that's true, how do I live in it? How do I see my kids?
2: Amen. And next week, we'll get a chance to talk about that.
0: Yep. We'll see you next week on the True Face Podcast.
1: Thanks for listening to the True Face Podcast. If you would like to join the many listeners who support Trueface financially or sign up for our monthly newsletter, please visit Trueface.org. If you'd like to read the materials these podcasts reference, visit Trueface.store.